Hi and welcome to episode 58 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Is Reportage and This Is Reportage family and I'm a photographer too. Today I'm strangely nervous to be speaking to the very, very average photographer, Alan Law, yeah, based in Cornwall in England. Um, Alan is the founder of This Reportage and This Reportage family and yes indeed a very average photographer. Yes, okay, yes, it's me, it is me. Um, that's probably a very unfunny podcast intro, so I apologise. I'll probably apologise a lot in this episode. Um, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a different one today because I thought I would try and do a bit of a solo episode. If that instills you with fear, as it does myself as well, then obviously feel free to turn this off if you're a subscriber and is hoping uh, to have to hear from a great photographer. Um, that's not going to be the case today because it is me. So yeah, totally understand if you want to switch off and uh, listen to something else. I think um, Harry and Megan have just released a podcast, I think. I heard that in the news, so that'll probably be a great alternative. Um, but yeah, I thought I would talk today just kind of my thoughts a bit on the year, reportage and family. Um, you know, just 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 as that kind of an overview of of things that have happened this year, which has obviously not been the greatest of years for for any of us. Um, just talk about my personal experience and and do some thank yous as well. And um, yeah, so I have no idea how this is going to go. I'm going to try and just talk and not do loads of edits. Um, I have no idea how long it'll go on for. I think it's going to be, don't worry, it will be a lot shorter than our normal um, interview episodes. And also, don't worry, this is going to be, you know, a one-off. So um, going forward, uh, all the rest of the episodes are going to be back to the interview format, which hopefully you you really enjoy. So yeah, don't worry, not going to be a big change and just going to be hearing me every week. So yeah. Um, so, if you've already stuck with me and decided you want to you wanna hear my ramblings, I do. Thank you. I salute you. And I'm just going to crack on. I've just got some notes here. I've not written out a script or anything because, you know, to be honest, that's one of the things that I love about the podcasts it, themselves with the photographers that I talk to is that, you know, I don't send them a pre uh, some a list of questions beforehand because I want them, I don't want their people to kind of rehearse their answers. I just think it's so much better and so much natural when they hear the questions for the first time when we're recording, and you know what they say. Then is, I just think this seems just so much more real, so much more natural. So I, I want to be—I don't want to be unfair to them by today. Me writing out everything, you know, and pre-rehearsing it. I'm going to just do it totally natural as well, which means it is going to be very rambly, probably. And I'm going to mess up loads. Um, but hey-ho, I do that in life all the time anyway. Um, but yeah, mega respect, by the way, for the people that I do talk to uh, for the for the interviews. And I'll I'll talk about that a bit later. But that is a big deal, how they don't have any kind of rehearsed questions, you know. And it's they have no idea what stupid questions I'm going to ask them. And they all think so well on the fly and come up with such just great, great stories and great bits of advice. I love it. And I have so much respect for them. Um, especially with so many are doing it in not their, you know, not their first language. How amazing is that? I think it's, honestly, I think it's mind-blowing. You know, I've been very fortunate enough, I, I don't know why, you know, a few people have wanted to talk to me for various things in the past. And I've been so nervous, and that's in English. You know, imagine doing an interview in uh, a language that's not your first language. It's like, oh, so much respect. Honestly, so much respect. So, yeah, um, as I say, I'm not going to script here. Just rambling, as you can as you can tell, 
if you're still here after a few minutes I do yeah yeah salute you if you're still here um I've just got little kind of headers because that's things to remind me of what I want to kind of talk about and the first one just says my year or year you know, uh, my wife does think I'm a bit crazy for saying yeah, but that's how I'm from the Midlands originally. Um, so, I, you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know, you've heard how I live in in Cornwall, which is um, beautiful down the southwest of England with beaches nearby. Very lucky to be down here. Very lucky to be bringing up kids down here. Um, it's a very kind of relaxed way of life really down down here. I just said down here like four times in, well, that's five times, is it now? Or, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah, I originally, I came from the Midlands near near Birmingham. That's where I grew up. Also a lovely place as well, uh, but very far, very far from the nearest beach. Um, but yes, and I say yeah, I say yeah. You probably say yeah, which is probably correct, and I am probably wrong. But yes, anyway. Oh, yes. As you can see, I have no idea what I was going to say on this. <laughs> I, can't be- I can't believe I've just spent like about 30 seconds talking about my pronunciation of the word year. Okay, right. Enough of that. Enough of that. So yeah, anyway, it says my year. So I just, you know, obviously, oh, 2020, you know, and I'm not, this episode, by the way, is not going to be like this huge downer type thing. It's not, I don't want it to be. And it's not going to, to not going to be, but I also think, you know, I mean, a testament to all my podcast interviewee guests and how open and, and how honest they are. You know, I need to be the same. Um, and so I just want to talk honestly about, you know, how it's been for me. And yeah, it's been not the best year, is it? It's not been the best year. It's been a proper, proper roller coaster. I know that term is used a lot and maybe is a cliche. And. There's probably been a lot more dips than there is the uh, the high points, obviously. So maybe roller coaster isn't the proper word for it. I don't know, but it's been, yeah, it's not been the best. So just my personal circumstances. You know, if you're interested, I guess you wouldn't be listening anymore if you're not interested. So I'll I'll keep uh, I'll stop apologising for the way that I'm going to be talking, and obviously it being a solo episode. But yeah, my personal circumstances are that you know I normally shoot 25 or so weddings a year. Um, and this year I've shot two, you know, two. Well, I was lucky I had one full one in January. And then I just shot a very small Corona wedding a couple of months ago. And that's been it. You know, everyone else has either postponed to 2021 or 2022. Uh, luckily, I've only had uh, one outright cancellation, which they just weren't going ahead with, I think. Or they probably just found a better photographer, you know, that's probably more likely, but, you know, hey-ho. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I'm lucky that way. And I know, uh, I know you know, I know a lot of people have been in a lot, a lot worse positions, a lot worse positions. So uh, this is not a pity trip at all. I'm just being honest about what's happened to me this year. And I've been very lucky that I've had help, um, you know, in, in terms of grants from the government. Very lucky there. And I know so many people who haven't. And I know obviously we have listeners and members from all around the world and all of your different governments and help systems are different. And just within the UK, you know, there are thousands of photographers who have been left without any any support, really, or virtually no support because they're limited as well. And Honestly, it's just, obviously, yeah, it's been a nightmare. And just to be honest again, you know, when all this happened, when this came out and how awful it was going to be after people got over the thing at the beginning where, you know, you just thought it was going to be washing your hands, singing happy birthday twice. And so no one else felt really old, by the way, this year, because you've just been singing happy birthday to yourself, like constantly. I think that has aged me by about 50, 50 years or so. But um, 
But anyway, yes, I mean, um, what was I saying? So, it's easy to lose your track of thought, isn't it, when you're doing a solo episode? Yes, I just found just found um, that out. But yeah, I've been lucky um, to get support, and I know so many people haven't. When this happened, oh yeah, that was it I was talking about when it kind of came out, that it was going to be this huge worldwide thing, and that it was gonna, effectively going to kill weddings for the, for the whole year. You know, it was scary. It was scary. It really was. And and I don't know if this might seem weird or I, I, I don't know, but it's just honest, is that I felt this overwhelming sense of guilt, um, proper guilt that I've brought my family, you know, my, my wife works part time as well, so I'm not the sole breadwinner at all. But a huge part of our household income is was reliant on on my fault you know, my fault, my, the thing that I'd done by, by bringing, you know, um, our income reliant on weddings, you know, in, in terms of my own wedding photography, you know, Alan Law Photography, that's not a plug there, I'm just saying, that's the name of my <laughs> wedding photography uh, business, um, I'm sure you're not looking to get married, and if you are, there is, yeah, as I say, loads better photographers, but, um, but yes, Alan Law Photography and this reportage, obviously, their income was based on weddings and, and wedding photography, and so I felt so guilty that my family were reliant on an income. That I, you know, it's my fault that they're reliant on that income because I got into this industry. Okay, it's funny getting a little bit emotional to talk about it now. It's like, um, and maybe that's bizarre to think like that, but it, it was. It really hit me that oh my, I, I've not diversified enough. Look what's happened. We're in. Obviously, there are loads of industries that were hit really hard and I'm not just saying that weddings is like obviously weddings is not the only one at all every industry everybody around the world has been hit ridiculously hard but to have my you know I'm saying it again but the family reliant on that income from wedding I just felt so guilty I felt so guilty which maybe I don't know if that's irrational or rational or whatnot but it was it is what it you know I hate that phrase it is what it is and it was what it was but yes yeah, so that's how I felt and you know I'm normally uh, I'm normally, honestly, I'm, I'm, I am a happy person. I might, you know, when, if you hear me on the podcast, I might sound like full of nerves because I talk about nerves a lot, but you know, I'm generally a happy person. Just lucky, just lucky to be happy. Really. There's no other thing about that. It is just lucky. I think, you know, it is, I, I read about happiness and stuff and I'm just lucky. It is lucky. So I'm just lucky that way. Um, but this year, I just, to be honest again, I felt, I, I felt depressed for the first time in my life. And and like, I think, it, you know, it's proper. Um, you know, I wasn't taking joy from things that normally would give me joy. I've, it was incredible. I've never felt anything like it, to be honest. I never have. I never have. And it was it was awful. And, but this is not a worry with me at all. You know, it isn't. Because some people, you know, I, obviously I've had it nowhere near as bad as so many people around the world. Touch wood, you know, I've, I've not had anyone be ill or, or lose you know, lose family members, which is obviously a billion times worse than losing some your income or whatnot. So I'm not, this is not a, you know, a competition. I'm just being honest with how I felt. And I felt, yeah, it was depressed. And I've never said that in my life. I've never felt like I've been like that in my life. Uh, and it was, um, yeah, a mad period, really. really. I've never felt anything like it. And I don't want to feel anything like it again. Uh but yeah, so anyway, that was, that was, uh, uh, it was a roller coaster, as I say, though, and I kind of came 
through it and I'm so lucky to have so much kind of support uh, just emotionally as well in my family um but yeah it's something that I guess people don't talk about that much and I've never really spoken about I've kind of alluded to it a couple of times in the podcast um we had a great episode with Eve Sieppers um early on in the podcast and he talked about his depression which so much respect to him for talking about that um I really you know really recommend checking out his episode it was it was fantastic and he's just so open about all of that as well but yeah I felt it and so yes it was a mental year and I was worried obviously when I mean this was before we knew that government was gonna I was very lucky to be able to get some help from them so I didn't know what was going to happen and obviously with TIR reportage you know I was I was worried about that you know you put a lot of time I work honestly so much with TIR and now TIR family which I'll talk about in a bit as well I'm just worried of course, you know, what was going to happen there as well was, you know, it's one level, obviously I'm so worried about the members as well, that what position they're all in, just like me, you know, how are they going to cope? And I'm trying to help as much as I can there. But also, you know, just matter of factly as well, you know, this reportage and family, they are businesses as well. Um, so I was, you know, just to be honest as well, I was just so worried what I was worried what was going to happen there. Was everybody going to leave? And I would have totally understood it. And obviously some people, um, some people did leave, some people can't afford to, to, to carry on. And I totally understand that. Um, and some people have been lovely and sent me messages and explained why. And I've tried to help people out. I, I, you know, I really have as well, but I also totally understand it. Um, but not as many people left at all. And we also got some new members as well, which is mental for this kind of year, I think. So, I mean, you know, it's been good. And we've got, I've got through it, as I say, got government help. Lucky to have my family around me. But yeah, what a year, what a year it's been. And hopefully that bit, I don't know how long I just spoke there. I've not got a timer up because um, I think it would probably scare me how much I'm talking. I thought I would have be finished by now actually, but I'm only on like one point. <laughs> it's funny to think I could just talk. Um, but yeah, mental year. And I'm sure so many people have had it so much worse. Honestly, I, I so go out, my, my heart goes out to you as well if you've not had any support, even financially or, you know, I just can't imagine how you've coped. Um, and if you're, I don't know, if you're living on your own without family, without that kind of mental and um, friend support, you're not being able to see each other. I mean, it's so it's just been awful. But yes, okay, let's. But let's. I don't want the whole thing to be negative at all. Just being honest in that position, and I'm so much happier now. By the way, so much happier. There, there, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel now. There is a light. Um, Obviously, that with the vaccines being approved, I mean, we have one in the UK at the moment that's been properly approved, but it's looking likely there will be others, which is amazing news. You know, I remember I was picking up my kids a few weeks ago, waiting in line, and I just looked at my phone and saw the news, how this first, you know, the first results from the first vaccine being like 90% effective or whatnot. And I, you know, yeah, I, did, I got a bit emotional there. I just thought it was amazing. I couldn't believe we got it so soon as well. And it's just amazing. So there's hope there. There's hope. Um, and I, 2021, is, you know, it surely has got to be better. I'm not under some kind of false impression that, you know, this is just a magic bullet now and that 2021 is going to be perfect for us and that we're all going to have a whole uh, year of full massive weddings again because, you know, just to be honest, I don't, I don't think that is going to be the case. Um, I don't. Uh, obviously, I'm no expert. I'm no expert on anything. But I think it's still going to take time. It's still going to take months, you know. Um, so the first half of the year is still going to be affected. I ho I'm hoping that from the second half of the year onwards, we're going to get more weddings. But it's going to be a lot better than this year. It's going to be a lot better than this year. 
Um, and that's just talking about the wedding front, obviously. I talk about family as well. Um, I'm just going to go through my points, though. So, yes, hopefully you haven't just, uh, you know, felt really down then about talking, uh, me talking about like, how it's been a bit a bit low for me. There's obviously, there's been high points as well this year. And doing the homeschooling with my kids, honestly, I really enjoyed. It was lovely just having them here longer. So I've got a five-year-old and an eight-year-old, and it was just lovely. And not having to get up really early every morning to do the school run. That's a bonus. Because it always rains for me. I don't know about you. But um, so me and my wife share the school run, obviously. The days that I do it, it always seems to be pouring down. Every single time. Every single time. And then when she does it, it's like glorious sunshine. But anyway, yeah, so that was a benefit as well. Not getting having to get up really early every morning. And just being with them more is lovely. Because, you know, I, I, you know, I, I alluded to it earlier, but... I work so much on TIR and family. I really do. I, I'm not complaining about it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I do enjoy it. And I like working full stop. You know, I do. I, I enjoy it. Um, but it does mean that I've, I've, I've definitely seen my screen, my laptop screen, more than I've seen my, my family. Um, and that's normal for the year. But so to have some time this year with more family time together in those enforced lockdowns, some lovely walks are so nice with like hardly any cars around. There have been some benefits. Uh, there have been some benefits. But I also think it's a bit weird when, you know, when, ugh, I don't know, when some people, it's been a nightmare in general. There have been some good high bits, but, you know, I don't think the pluses outweigh the negatives, to, just to be honest, I don't. I've not been able to hug my parents. Obviously, like everybody out there, so obviously I'm not unique, but from months and months and months and months, my dad's um, nearly 80 and he has COPD, so he's in a high-risk category as well, so to be nervous about him. Anyway, we're going to go positive now. Although there's another negative thing is that there's no Christmas TIR party, which I really missed this year. You know, I've really enjoyed um, the last two. They are really so much fun. Just a great excuse to let her hair down at the end of the year. You know, if you've never been to one, it's it's just a party. It's not a kind of workshop or, or knowledge share or anything like that. It's just an excuse Christmas for us all to come together, drink too much, probably in my case, and dance and just have some cool little Christmas canapes, which I, I've missed this year. And just seeing everyone. Um, and I've loved those. I love those parties. So it was sad not to be able to do that this year. Obviously, next year, it is going to happen. And I, I'm obviously no expert, but I really think it's very likely going to happen next year. And I'm really looking forward to that. And we're going to be able to have family members as well with us. So it's going to be like a proper get-together of wedding family members. And we're all just going to party. And it's going to be going to be great really looking forward to that so another bit a big bit, obviously major thing um this year has been the launch of you know our sister site this is reportage family which has been amazing really has so exciting um to have launched and to see <coughs> excuse me i don't know am i gonna leave that coffin i don't know i probably will probably leave the coffin um i don't know why you don't want to hear a cough but i did i i went off to the side i didn't cough straight into the mic um but yes, the launch of family, which has been, you know, huge um, for, for me and just so wonderful to see like hundreds of members already. So we launched right in the middle of the year with um, and, and it's just been awesome, honestly, to see. Wow. Documentary family photography, the um, talent out there is literally off the off the roof, off the scale. I think off the scale is probably the right saying, Al. I do say some strange stuff. Um, yeah. Sorry. But yeah. It is off the scale. It's a mental, honestly. 
Um, you know, so I've done, my background is in wedding photography, but I've done family shoots. All the fam most of the family shoots that I've done in the past have been for past wedding clients. I've done a few for kind of non-wedding clients, but it's been mostly for them. Um, but just to, so, so family's been a small part of what I've done in the past, but to see now, you're starting family and see out there, the, the, it's, the, it's just a whole other world of amazing documentary photography. It really is. And I've absolutely loved seeing it, seeing all the submissions, the, the, the amazing captures, honestly, it's amazing. It's proper awesome. Proper, you know, sorry, that's British phrase. And it's, yeah, it's been so exciting um, having that and seeing, as I say, people joining from all over the world, people putting their trust in me that, um, you know, hopefully I'm going to do a good job for them. And because, you know, just to be honest as well, running, um, you know, something like Reportage and, and, and Family, it's, um, it's a funny thing, you know. I, I just, I'm obviously always trying to do my best. I'm always just trying to do my best. And, you know, there are hundreds of members and I'm hope you know, hopefully, you know, you want to make people happy and you want to make people, you know, find value in the membership and the community and the awards and everything. But you, but also you have to have so many different hats on, you know, and you have to be thinking when you're introducing new things or changing things or yeah, new elements or trying new ideas. You have to be thinking with so many different hats on about, you know, how is this going to affect these people and these people? How are these people going to think about things? And yeah, you can't, you can't always please everyone. You can't in life. And I don't, you know, I don't think you should go through life just aiming to please people at all. That's not, of course not at all. It's just, there is a responsibility when running something like Reportage and Family. And I just try, honestly, I just try and do my best. I try to think about how is everyone going to react to different things. But also, and I'm also a firm believer in this, is that you've got to stick to your core ethos and and I, I really try I try to I do do that and also you can just be paralyzed you know if you're just thinking all the time that some you know or if you just think if you just put too much import on how maybe one person or two people might not like this this thing then you'll never do anything you'll never do anything new you know you'll never improve I think if you all if you can just become paralyzed about that so yeah, I don't know what I was trying to say there, but just that there's just so many hats, honestly, in running something like this. And I'm not complaining. It's all part of it. And I enjoy it. I really do. Um, but yes, yes, launching family has been amazing. And I'm really excited to see what 2021, 2021 is going to, it's going to happen with family as well. And I'm going to be shooting more families. I did one. So as I say, I shot two weddings and a wedding client contacted me that I, I shot their wedding like six years ago oh man wedding the wedding photos i took six years ago well yes they're not on my website but they're happy they're happy that's all that is isn't it <laughs> but it's natural isn't it that we get better as well but anyway yeah they contacted me and i did a family shoot uh, uh this is a, about six weeks ago now seven weeks ago and i really enjoyed it actually it was fun it's hard work and i shot thousands of frames like even more than i do at a wedding like thousands but yeah, I was happy with the results and, and they were really happy. And and obviously, I'm talking, you know, I've spoken now with more family photographers on the podcast. And I, I like the way the podcast now is a mix of family photographers and wedding photographers. I think lots of people do both. And in, in, and ones that just do one niche, it's still, you know, if you're a family photographer, you can still get so much from hearing from wedding photographers. And the same, the other way around, if you only do weddings, you can still get so much from listening to family photographers as well. The two arts really do complement each other. You know, it's still, do both are documentary photography. 
Um, yeah, anyway, but, but I've, I've really enjoyed um, talking to some family photographers on the podcast and hearing their passion for it. And it's, it is such an important thing, you know, to be able to capture these real family life moments. Weddings are obviously really important as well, but so is this, fa- is this family. So it's really exciting to be, to be doing um, both now. Right, wow, I am talking. This is, I thought it maybe it'd be really difficult to talk, but Alan, yes, you can talk. You can talk, that is okay. I thought maybe I, just, I am, yes, okay, not very fluid there, but I can talk, it's okay, I can talk. Um, I wanna do some thank yous now, um, which is really, really important. So first off to, the, to everybody I've interviewed on the podcast, thank you so much for your time, for your openness, for your honesty, um, for just for sharing so much great stories and so much great tips and info and advice. Honestly, I think it's amazing. And these are all free, you know, all these podcast episodes. You can go back, we've done, well, this is the 58th now, um, you know, so we've done 57 episodes before this. And each and every one, honestly, has just so much in there. And just, yeah, thank you. Thank you for saying yes when I've reached out to you and asked if you if you want to be on the podcast. Thank you for putting up with me, as I say, not sending you any questions beforehand um, because I just, honestly, I just want it to be just real and natural. And I think it really does help with just you hearing the questions for the first time. Um, as I say before, yeah, the people as well have not done it in their first language. It's amazing. I have a huge respect for you. So yeah, just thank thank you all so much. Thank you, you guys who are listening now. It might be a tiny proportion who have, have stayed through this solo episode, but man, uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Obviously, it's a huge deal. Without you, there wouldn't be a podcast, or maybe there would, but well, would there? That's like the whole, if the wind blows in the trees thing and you're not there, does it make a noise? No, I've probably got that totally confused. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, there would still be a podcast, but nobody would listen, so it would be pointless. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. Honestly, it's a, it's a major, major deal because, you know, I want these podcasts to be good. I want to be asking these people hopefully good questions. So I'm giving them a good platform. I'm, 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 I'm making, um, I want their time when they come and do a podcast interview I want it to be valuable. I want them to get something from it. I want to, yeah, that's the words I was trying to find. I want to do them justice. You know, I have so much respect for them to talk to me. I hopefully want them to find, I want them to find it that it's a good experience and that they're getting something good out of it. And then they get, I want them to be heard. You know, I want them to be heard because they deserve to be heard. So thank you so much for listening. It's a massive, massive deal. You know, each episode gets um, hundreds of listens within its first week, which is amazing and it's ridiculous really i never dreamt at all when i started this podcast last november i thought it might get like i know like four listeners and two of them would be like my mom and my wife um but yeah it it gets hundreds of episodes per week i mean you know per first week of an episode going out like the first episodes have had like you know thousand listens and stuff now which is mental um so yeah thank you so much for listening it's 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 really is it's awesome. I, re- I really appreciate it. Um, extra special thanks as well to the listeners who, you know, send me messages either on Facebook or, or Instagram stories or whatnot, or emails even just to saying how they're listening and, and enjoying it. And a few people have said how it's kind of kept them more, feel more connected with the world and their colleagues this year, you know, and that's honestly, it's magic to hear stuff like that. Um, 
just yeah thanks so much thank you it really means a lot and it just makes me just gives me such impetus to carry on doing it because yeah each podcast you know it is a lot of work it really is a lot of work um i'm not complaining about that at all but it's just so much work goes into a podcast episode so it's just so lovely to hear that you've been enjoying it and been putting up with my stupid laugh and stupid questions and yeah just thank you for taking the time to let me know honestly it means a lot and people who have shared it on instagram stories i really appreciate that and to the people who have left reviews you know on itunes or on, that's amazing thank you thank you so much it's, it's really awesome um more thank yous i want to thank the people who i've talked to for video content on uh tir and and, and tr family as well we've done some facebook lives thank you for taking the time to do those videos with me i think it's awesome of you to to share your knowledge you know we've we've done videos where people have spoken about a specific story award and they've spoken about every image in that and i think that's fascinating we've sort of done videos where People have spoken about all their repertage awards. Again, how they've got each shot, and that's amazing. And we've done, you know, other videos as well. There's like, I think it's about 19 hours worth now of these exclusive videos on the TIR um, member zone. So if, if you, if you know, if you're a member, you can access all those. Little plug there, little plug. <laughs> and we've got over, I think, nearly five hours of videos already on family as well. So yeah, thank you, thank you so much for for the people who have done a video with me and doing it on Facebook Live. Oh man. You know I talk about nerves, and I do talk about nerves. That is scary. It is scary going live. It really is. Um, so massive respect for those people who agreed to do it live with me, um, and just for the others who did it not live as well. Just even doing it not live is still scary. You know, talking to me in life is scary. I imagine because you know, well, you know, I'm just very odd, very odd person. Um, so it probably is a bit bit scary. So yeah, respect for just talking to me. Yes um people who have created their own videos as well so this is something we introduced um i don't know about six weeks ago now where members can create their own videos their own educational videos um which then goes up in the member zone and and i love that i think it's fantastic how you know people can everybody can just share their knowledge because everybody has got something to share everybody we can all learn from everyone you know and it's not about creating a video to say like this is the way you should do it that's not what our members have been doing we're just giving our opinions on this is how you know i do this thing and maybe that'd be interesting for you to see so it's not a saying you know we are right you are wrong you've got to do it this way it's not at all it's just about everybody sharing what they want to share and i just think that's awesome to see so many different opinions and tips and tricks and people all over the world so thank you if you've done your video We've done a video for, for for members i just yeah massive respect for you for doing that um thank you all those people have just sent me kind words in general over this year saying the you know how happy they are to be part of repertage and family um you know i'm not trying i'm not i just want to thank you i'm not saying i'm not saying this now to be like oh yes repertage is so good and whatnot i'm not i just want to thank you and I, because just to just to hear how happy you are to be part of it and what you're getting from it just honestly means so much it, it really does it you know it makes it makes my day and it just it, it just it really does it's just so lovely so yeah thank you thank you thank you thank you right okay yes i'm still talking i'm still talking um i want i want to congratulate now some people as well obviously so first congratulations is to eve sieppers so he became our uh, this reportage photographer of the year for 2020 27 awards won in the single year which is mental congrats man um a very worthy photographer of the year um 
Eve Sieppers. Yeah, and you can listen to, as I said earlier, you can listen to Eve on the podcast. Um, if you go back to our, uh, our back catalogue of of podcasts. Mega congrats as well to Sana de Block, who won our Storyteller of the Year on Repertage with 13 Story Awards in a single year, which is just ridiculous. That is so good. I mean, mental. So yeah, congrats, Sana. That is amazing. Sana was on our podcast right early on as well. Um, so you can listen to to her on, on the podcast. So Eve and Sana, both Belgium. Um, yeah, photographer of the year, storyteller of the year, top two in the world, both of them overall. What is in, you know, so many members, uh, so many Belgian members in the top 100. You got, what is in the Belgian water over there? Man, so good, so good. Um, mega congratulations as well to Rowena Meadows uh, for becoming our inaugural, this reportage family photographer of the year. So she won 14 awards, which is, again, awesome. Because, as I say, family only came about halfway through this year. You know, only launched um, in the middle of the year. So we've only had three collections to make uh, for the first year. And so to get 14 awards, absolutely amazing. Yeah. And she is lovely as well. So she, I spoke to her on the podcast last week. Um, recorded it almost two months ago. But yeah, on last, it was last week's episode. So do check out her episode. She's just so entertaining. And just, yeah, and inspirational. She's awesome. Um, and mega congrats as well to our four-way tie for our family storytellers of the year. And it's the four-way tie is between Rowena Meadows, Pedro Vilela, Katrin Kuhlenberg, and Menina Cognes Menina. I hope I've said that right. I've tried to say it right last time. Um, but yeah, all those four, all won four family story awards each, which is amazing. You know, winning one is super, super hard to win four amazing um and all four of those have been on the podcast as well um all great episodes so i really recommend um going back and, and listening to them um everyone who made the top 100 on both sites mega congratulations or made the top 10 on your on, on your countries you know it's awesome it's proper awesome just to, honestly to win a single award is so so difficult so to be on the top 100 you would have had to won multiple um which is just an, an incredible achievement you know it really is and obviously, you know, reportage and family, it's not just all about, it's not just about the awards. Obviously, they are big parts of both sides, but it's not just about the awards. Um, but yeah, but people, but, but you still deserve congratulations to say it's a great achievement, you know, um, you know, if you're on there, it really is. Um, but I also obviously just want to say, you know, a small message to, you know, it's, 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 it's weird running against something like this because... I just don't, you don't want to disappoint people as well when they don't win awards. And I know that, you know, I've, I've submitted to things, you know, years ago. Um, and it is a bit funny. You do, you can get a feeling of disappointment when, and, and people are, everyone else is shouting about awards and you've not, you've not won one that time. And I hate to be the kind of bearer now of this kind of bad news and maybe making some people feel down or feeling not good enough. And, oh, oh guys, but all I can say is that honestly, please do not feel like that. Please do not, because, well, for so many reasons. Hey, you know, what we, this is totally subjective. We can't get around that fact. What we do, and that's what I love about it as well, is that this is totally subjective. There is one image, someone's absolute favorite image of the year will be someone else's like, wow, what? That, mm, uh -uh. no, you know, and that's just the nature of what we do. And just remember for each awards round as well, it's just five people's opinions. That's all it is. Obviously, I respect all the judges that I get and I respect them massively. And they're all great photographers. But at the end of the day, it is just five people's opinions. Obviously, and just three or more have to like something. Uh, for it to become an award but yeah it's just their opinions and you never know what is going to appeal to some people 
it really, you know, if you have an award, it doesn't mean, it wouldn't award that around. It doesn't mean that that image isn't award worthy or that story isn't award worthy. It just means that um, two or less people from that around just weren't that keen on it. You know, that's all it means. That's all it means. So I honestly really do recommend resubmitting things um, if you believe in them because our judges change each round. So it's not always the same people's tastes because that would be awful. And resubmitting them. Um, You know, I I remember meeting a photographer very early on in my career. I had massive respect for and still do. He's awesome. And I I went up to him and said, oh, man, you're this guy. I remember this specific Fearless Award of yours. And he was like, oh, thank you, man. um, And he was like, oh, yeah, that award, by the way, I I had to, I submitted that like six times before it became an award. And that, and, and, And that kind of shocked me at the time. And I was like, because that award for me was so synonymous with him. It was such a great image. But yeah, you know, he had to resubmit it because you just never know what's going to appeal. So I really recommend doing that. It's really easy on Reportage as well because the way our system works, another little plug, um, <laughs> is that you don't have to re-upload things if you want to resubmit the same things. You, you know, just click the ticks on them again. Obviously, you can upload new things if you want to, but if you want to submit the same things again, it's really simple. You just click the tick in, um, yeah, in your back end, which is, I say back end quite often because it is your back end, you know, your account area. But obviously, it maybe sounds a bit funny saying you're back end. But anyway, yes. Um, I've got some little other kind of bullet points here that I was going to talk about. Uh, yeah, I guess I will. It's just that I've got one that says pride, question mark. And this is, I don't know, it's something that I always have difficulty just talking about, really. Um, pride, proud, you know, and it's like, I don't even know why I'm even talking about it now, really. It's just that. You know, I just find it, I don't ever say that I'm kind of proud of making, or of starting TIR or whatnot, or TIR family. I've never say it. I never say it. And people almost say to me, and people, I get, you know, I'm very kindly, a lot of people send messages saying you must be really proud or whatnot. And I always have, I've always, I don't know why, maybe I had just a problem with that word, you know, to say, for me, to say you're proud of something sounds like you're boasting or, you know, just being totally immodest and, and, and there's nothing to boast about or... Because, you know, Reportage or Reportage family would be nothing without you guys, without the members, without the amazing photographers, without the amazing photography, without your kindness and support and the community. You know, it's nothing. It's nothing to do with me. You need both sites are nothing to do with me. You no, know, I'm working on them all the time. St- it's still nothing to do with me because it's not about me. Um, and so I find it funny to say, you know, when people say you must be proud, I don't know. Yeah, am I? I, find, I just find it like, it just seems just like I'm boasting to say you're proud about something. But it, it, it shouldn't be, shouldn't it? You should be able to say you're, you're proud about something, but then also on the same breath, meaning that you're acknowledging that it's nothing to do with you, you know, because it isn't. Even though I put work into it, it, as I say, it wouldn't be anything without the photographers and without the members and without your all great photography. So yeah, a funny thing, I don't know. Yeah. Am I proud? I don't know. Yes. I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy. Um, but I just find that word really weird for me personally, which is just my mentalness, which I think, you know, if you listen to the podcast, you will realize I am pretty strange person. I am a strange person and that's all fine. That's all good. That's all good. Um, I want to also mention how, you know, I talk a lot on the podcast about nerves. You probably noticed if you've listened to more than one episode (laughs) or even if you just listen to one episode, because I think I bring it up like every episode. Um, 
Yeah, but by, by, you probably think I'm, if you've never met me, if you're one of those lucky people who have never met me, um, you probably think I'm just an ultra nervous wreck because I just talk about nerves all the time. <laughs> and I'm not, honestly, I'm not. Day to day, I'm not. Um, but I just find, I do get nervous about lots of things though. And I wish I didn't. And I know some, I know a lot of people say that they're good things and they make you, you know, I don't know, push yourself or it means you care or whatnot. And I, I totally get people saying that. And a lot of the time they're saying that because they want to make you feel better, which I have massive respect for. It's lovely. I just wish I didn't have them. Honestly, I just wish I didn't have them because I get nervous about so many things. I get, I honestly, I get nervous about each podcast, you know, talking to someone. A lot of the time, most of the time, I've never met them before, never spoken to them before. So I'm nervous about that, even just the social interaction bit of it. I'm nervous, as I say, that I want to do them justice. I want to ask them good questions. I, you know, because I have so much respect for them. And, and so I'm nervous about that side of it. Um, but also, can you believe it? I was nervous. I'm nervous. I was nervous um, about doing this episode, talking to myself, I was nervous about. Isn't that absolutely ridiculous? And obviously, I have the ability here to edit it, you know, if I want to. So what? how can you be nervous about sitting here in my office, no one else around, talking to a microphone? Ow, how can you be nervous about that? That is just how ridiculous I am. I'm just absolutely ridiculous. And I... I, I I think these nerves are always going to be part of me. I guess I've embraced that now. But yeah, so I just wanted to say, please don't feel sorry for me because I'm not a nervous wreck just in day-to-day -day life. I do manage to cope and get and get through life. Um, but yes, I'm just a bit of a strange person. Um, so almost comes to the end of this. I'm sure you'll be glad to hear. Thanks again for sticking with me. And, I'm, and as I say, this is a one-off that we will be going back to the interview format um, for the episodes going forward. Um, I just want to talk about hope a little bit for next year. You know, I do have a lot more hope for 2021. Um, I really think it's going to, it can't be as bad as this year. <laughs> you know, I'm touching wood. My wife, by the way, I do touch wood a lot. That's another strange thing, isn't it? Um, my wife, because I touch wood a lot, my wife bought me a wooden iPhone case so that I can just touch wood in my pocket whenever I need to touch wood, which I think is a very, very thoughtful gift. And I just touch wood now, um, as I've said that, but I do have so much more hope for 2021, you know. I don't think, as I said before, it's not going to be a magic bullet. It's not going to be, I don't think huge weddings are going to be back straight away, but, you know, from hopefully, hopefully summer or part midway through the year, whatnot, and maybe before then, you know, move, things move so quickly. So I have hope for it. Definitely, it's going to be better than this year. I'm excited about my own family work. I'm, I'm excited about um, seeing where family, this reportage family goes as well and, and putting as much work into family and as much work into weddings. You know, they are equal entities to me and I'm going to be putting the same amount of work into both of them. Um, so that's all exciting. It really is. Um, by the way, so um, yes, might as well end with a little plug but yeah it's it's a whole new awards year now guys so you can submit now right now for our first collections of 2021 um so yeah as i say it's a whole new awards year so if you you know if you want to get on that top 100 and obviously this is just it's just a part of reportage and family a lot of people join for the community for the education um which is awesome. Loads of people, have, there's so many different reasons for joining. But obviously some people do join because they, you know, the awards and I totally get that as well. It is a big part of it. But just to say, yeah, if you, if you, you know, want to get on that top 100, then you have the best chance now by submitting for our very first collections of the, of the year. Um, so the deadline 
for our first collection of 2021 is 2359 GMT on 24th of January 2021. Right, I am, by the way, having a few weeks off now for Christmas. So there's not going to be a podcast episode um, for a few weeks now, but we'll be back in January. I don't know when exactly in January, be early January. So as I say, yeah, it's just a couple or three weeks off from the podcast. Um, I need and want to spend some time, more time with my family. As I say, the podcasts are a great fun. They are, there's, but there's so much work as well. And I just need to just have a tiny bit of a break just to, just to be with my family um, more. And I'm sure you will enjoy weeks without hearing the, my ridiculous voice as well. Um, but yeah, so I wish you all, honestly, an amazing Christmas or holidays, however you celebrate it. I really wish you all an, a so much better 2021. And as I say, thank you all for listening. And yeah, just so much, so much. I was going to say so much love to you all. That's so lame. That sounds like um, like someone at a gig or whatnot. That is so ridiculous. But just, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. Yes, love, whatever, you know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but anyway. Have a great Christmas, a holiday period, guys, and a fantastic um, uh, New Year's Eve, if you can, party, or I don't know, or if you're just going to stay up even just to midnight, or yeah, just enjoy it. I hope you all enjoy it. I hope you can see your loved ones, and here's to a better 2021. So yeah, no poses, nothing staged. This is Repertage, and this is bye for now. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.